Last time on Good Neighbors. The gang attempts some covert reconnaissance, including, but not limited to, a little flirtation. Clued in that the monster leaves a strange rainbow-colored slime behind, they get a good idea of who to bring in. Before they can, the Good Neighbors discuss the ethics of capturing sapient monsters. I'm going to go head over and try to find this conductor uh, as surreptitiously as possible. Beck will go with Cassius. I gave you like six names to look out for, so. It was like Moot or something? I don't know. Go ahead and give me Investigate a Mystery to, to track her down. I think, uh, Beck, you're starting to like kind of tune into it now that you kind of know what to look for, and you're on your, uh, your stimulants. Uh, Cassius, I think you're not going on as much, so you don't have any sort of uh, brain thing, and you haven't hang, hung out with Gert in a little while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking for the conductor. I'm not super looking for, like, a monster. You know what I mean? For sure. But, uh, so yeah, go ahead. One of you can go ahead and roll Investigate a Mystery, and one of you help out. I mean, I'll let you roll Investigate a Mystery. I'm not good at investigating. Oh, it's all the same for me. All I got is tough and weird. Uh, oh, but I got a ten. I got a five. Uh, yeah. All right, Cassius. Uh, very, very good. Uh, on Investigative Mystery, hold two. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Well, where did the conductor go? Uh, the conductor seems to be missing altogether. You look around the the carts all uh, one by one. No passenger car. You can they they do have windows though they're kind of frosted. Uh, seems to have the conductor from the beginning. No uh, the dining cart, the observation cart uh, doesn't seem to be anywhere at all. What was your other question? And maybe I'll answer further with that. Uh, um, Soren, was there anything in particular you wanted to do? I was thinking, uh, what was it going to do? Gosh, investigate a mystery? Let me hit you again. What happened uh, What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? I mean, maybe what was it going to do? Yeah, I like that. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, you are looking around, and every now and again, you do see this sort of, like, Rainbowy, translucent drops here and there. Um, uh, you can see uh, as you do so, uh, the hallways are a bit more alive than they were before. People are kind of coming in and out. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, you can probably get the impression that with lack of um, intel going on, because the uh, the observation deck, several of the cars no longer have bugs. Uh, there's been some kind of strange activity uh, going on. The Bureau is, like, active. They are uh, they are kind of mingling with agents. They're also maybe seeming to try and uh, talk to a bunch of the passengers and kind of get them out in the open and uh, into places that people are congregating to make it more busy for some reason. Uh, 
and the monster must believe that the bureau is on to them and is what is it going to do it's trying to hide right now uh and we using it must be using a power to hide in some way okay for it to for the conductor to not appear anywhere it must not it must either be invisible or not look like the conductor right now mhm so it's it's either invisible or it's a shape shifter Got us a clay face situation. What do you uh, do? Uh, Venom, Venom was able to shapeshift also. Mystique. Anyway. Uh, Ditto. That's a better one. Why don't we, we be using Pokemon anyway? We did X-Men. Uh, shapeshifter. Did you have... So you just want to find the conductor? Or? Well, it's my only lead at the moment. That's you know true. I mean? yeah. you, if there's someone else, if it's... Uh, Lee, do I see slime on everybody? I think you see, like, little flicks on people's uh, elbows and pant legs, but they look more intentional. Like, it must think that the Bureau knows that it leaves a trail, and so it's intentionally placing trail. Like, it's a clever creature, mm-hmm. and it's disguising itself that way but your best guess i think on where did it go is if it knows that it uh, the bureau knows it must be somebody it's probably in the dining car right now because that's where the most people seem to be and if it's trying to blend in in some way or try to use a lot of people against it uh it's most likely going to be where most people are so that the bureau has a lot of options to choose from and will waste its own time uh currently the, the dining car is now pretty packed. Uh, people are eating and talking. I think a couple of the like older money people and like dads are trying to play poker at one of the tables on throwing money around. Uh, and just generally like it's loud in here. Um, but like in terms of people talking uh, and kind of chaotic. But uh, the super agent... Uh, Agent Cole is in here right now. So is Wyetta, still sitting at the bar, typing away. Oh. Uh, I think Beck will uh, uh, tell Cassius to call them or something on like their cell phone. Because uh, I want to try to make a loud noise and then gauge reactions around the room to see who's the most bothered by the noise. Call who? It's just, just call me. All it matters is that my phone goes off, right? Okay, I'll, I'll call back. Okay, act under pressure to, uh, and uh, one of you may help out. Uh, act under pressure to discreetly do this to try and like catch someone without other people noticing. Okay. Who do you want to roll that? Oh, oh. oh uh, Beck. Yeah, because Beck is the one going around with the phone, right? Yeah. Uh, four. <laughs> I rolled a 11 to help out. Doesn't matter, it's still a failure. Uh, uh, and Cassius rolled a failure earlier to help out, so uh, feel free to kind of describe how uh, this gets worse. But I think you play the... Like, 
maybe by accident or just because uh, Cassius had mentioned it, you downloaded that Mosquito app on your phone. Uh, it plays. We see uh, Hector clicking a pocket watch over and over again. They'll like lean over to a person. They'll note the time. Uh, the person, another person will have their phone out and we can see from behind them, they're looking at like Google Maps uh, and just kind of seeing where their general location is and uh, or at least some variant of that. We see a number of people sitting about the room, uh, eyes kind of looking about, eyes all over. The, uh, the Mosquito app plays on accident uh, as you try to hit uh, accept call on your phone. There, everyone in the room, uh, uh, you hear like a resounding, shut that fucking thing off uh, from just around the room. And you see uh, 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 Fritz cover his ears or uh, as they like lean over behind the bar a little bit and they spit and this little uh, like glisteny substance comes out of their mouth. And when that happens... Hector and several other people in the room immediately look on over, nod at each other, and start to walk over. Cassius, how do you make it worse? I think Cassius is going to yell, Oh, whoops! I didn't mean to play this uh, app that I myself designed! Uh, I'm looking for investors for my new app! And I think it just draws <laughs> a little a little uh, too much attention, perhaps, to himself as he tries to cover for himself. But accidentally, <sighs> just like... Hell yes. I, I think Beck will make a beeline for the bar to, like, quickly order a drink, I guess, to try to, like, intercept the feds. Uh, for sure. And at the same time... Uh, June and uh, Flint, what are you two up to? I'm looking through my bag of preparedness. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, your backpack, yeah, uh, to see if I have if I brought any uh, little flyers on like monsters or anything. Uh, just For, I. I'm, at- out of curiosity, what is the purpose? Or, like, uh, what are you trying to do? I want to investigate a mystery to find out what kind of creature is it. Uh, based off the knowledge that I've gotten so far. Okay. Oh, you want to pull out like a very lucky pamphlet? Yeah. Um. Tell you what, you've you've we've asked almost every thing on the list here for investigator mystery. Go for it. Give me one roll, and I'll give you a chance to just get it. Because we just saw something new happen as it spit out this. Uh, fluid. Nine. Hold one. <laughs> what what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? What sort of creature is it? There's a strange sort of uh, ichor that seems to drip off it. It's intelligent. It's clever. It knows how to lie. It knows how to steal. It can pick up when people are onto it and hide when it does so. This creature which reacts to high-frequency and high-volume sounds. When you thought someone, when one of you interacted with it before, and it maybe felt alarmed, suddenly couldn't be found anymore. It must be a doppelganger. It is going to be able to change its shape to look like anyone that it's seen whenever. And it's a really dangerous monster to have right now. 
because it's going to be able to get away in a lot of situations if you're not like high on its tail. And it's one that the Bureau is especially interested in keeping under wraps because of its ability to get away from them. Uh, do I find anything on it about, like, is this monster... Does this monster commonly kill people, or is it, like, ah, just trying sure. to... Uh... So, the doppelganger has a weird, uh, uh, like but extremely common behavior amongst them where it is very, they are pacifists unless they are defending themselves where they do not seek to cause people physical harm, but they do trickstery things like they cause people like financial ruin. They sometimes steal people's jobs. They do like a lot of like mischief and like whatever the mischief level two is. Uh, but, uh, but they never try to kill people unless they feel like it's necessary to get out of a situation. And if that happens, they are extremely good at killing people. So if they feel cornered, they will try. So it's entirely possible, if this doppelganger was caught before, that they've killed someone. But not necessarily. Okay. Okay. What form does that information take as you reach into your bag? As we are extremely lucky to find that in your bag. Uh, a D and D monster mini. Yeah, I was I was trying to think of I was trying to think of a in fiction way to like uh a minds and monsters monster manual that I'm just flipping through. Uh, yeah, you pull that out. And it like you drop it and it just happens to flip to the right page or at least right near it. And you can scan a lot of its stats from a stat block, which is why it happens so fast. <laughs> uh, rather than reading its flavor text. Uh, uh, but yeah. And June at the same time, what are you up to? Uh, June has their headphones on and is listening to uh, Panic at the Disco's hit single, uh, The Emperor's New Clothes. And is practicing drawing their gun and like flipping it around and like holstering it again and like drawing it, flipping it around and holstering it again. You're in your room, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I was about to be I'm like, Flint. everyone in the room tackles you. Uh, yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, you, uh, do, do, do. how many cars down is this? Yeah, it's. Definitely too, not loud enough to get to you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, you guys are just kind of hanging out, getting ready for a, for a mix-em-up. Meanwhile, uh, the Bureau is on the move uh, towards uh, currently taking the form of Fritz uh, as they kind of try to, to recover themselves. Uh, and Beck is heading towards the, the bar. Uh, Wyetta says, hi, hey, how you doing? Uh, and tries to like get you to sit back down and hang out with them. Beck, like, you know, is still on rollerblades, so they just zoom over, and they're like, How are you? can I have a daiquiri, please? Uh, uh, Fritz starts to, like, stand up, and is looking around the room, and looks like you can see in their eyes, they look like a cornered rat right now. Uh, they look, like, frozen for a second, and trying to figure out what the next possible plan could be, as they say, 
uh, as uh, yeah, in just a, just a moment, bars bars closing up, and, and Wyatt says, "Are you sure? Because you know, why don't you just uh, something something quick, some something easy?" And tries to get him to at least pour you guys like a wine or something, just whatever is the fastest possible thing. While they're doing that, can I walk up to the? Uh, uh, is the server anywhere near? Uh, Kiko, Alaska? yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, I think she <laughs> had a maybe poorly timed. It's like come comes up to you to be like, hey, do you see that? And like points out several just kind of like nameless, faceless yahoos in the room who have had their eye on not only you but like also mentions the guy with the socks who paid in, who paid out of a sock. Yeah, fair enough. And uh, yeah, yeah. As let you know, like there are a couple people in the room that are definitely paparazzi. Gotcha. I'm gonna clock them real quick and memorize their face, but then I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, and I'm gonna say this loud enough, hopefully for uh, sunglasses to hear. Uh, uh, I'm gonna be. Uh, by the way, I think I understand why uh, uh, you have your, your shoes and shirt policy. I was just literally just coming from uh, the forward passenger uh, car. I stepped in something real slimy. I know I wasn't there when I walked by. Someone must have spilled something. Just like a, some kind of slime. It just got there. Uh, don't worry, it hasn't been there long. So if you could just send someone to go clean that up. Again, it was in the first passenger car. Uh, and I want to try to manipulate them into thinking that uh, this one couldn't be the actual monster because something just happened elsewhere. Okay. Uh, I think with two hard moves, they definitely know that Fritz is a monster. But I think you can convince them to maybe split up, which may save you some trouble. So go ahead and give me a manipulate someone. But yeah, we got two two failures in the very quick succession in a at a pretty bad spot. I think they already do know, or at the very least, Hector knows. Uh, very very. Uh close but it is a seven seven okay you got to do something right now to prove you mean it and that can really look like anything um gosh what would that be uh i guess here uh i'll lead you to where it is i'll show you exactly where i stepped in the goo so your do something right now is to lead, to go off with Keiko to the front car to potentially lead a couple agents after you, specifically. Yes. Brilliant. That totally works. Uh, <clears throat> you do so. Keiko is like, uh, okay, sure. Uh, yeah, I can clean that up. Um, I'll be right back, everyone. Thank you so much. I will, I'm going to go clean, take care of something real quick, and then I will be right back. Thank you for being uh, so gracious as patrons. Uh, and some of them are like, yeah, sure. Uh, and you can see that her, like, chest pocket that had tips in it is thicker. Like, uh, like Keiko's hustling. Hell yeah, Keiko. Uh, and the two of you start heading towards the front car. And we see uh, uh, Coles, uh, like, as they pass by one of the faces that was clocked by Keiko, uh, like lean down to one of them and a couple people I'm going to say two or three start going down that way they wait a second for you to pass and then start heading down that way cool but I think we can at least tell on the surface 
they are also not trying to cause a ruckus right now because they don't want to expose anything either. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it looks like right now, uh, Fritz, who is kind of rattled, has a couple of, uh, like, agents around them, like, uh, uh, sitting at the bar, one of them sitting at the bar, uh, one of them looks like they're going to be sitting where the bar kind of closed, like, you know, the side door to bar areas Mm -hmm. people can come in and out of, is standing right next to that. Uh, uh, Hector is, I think, standing in a corner, and is moderately tall, but is maybe standing on something to uh, to get like a little bit of a heads over view of the room. I think right now Fritz looks like they're gonna try and make a break for it somehow. So if we got to if we're going to do something to to either catch him or save him or kill him, you got to do it soon. I left the room cuz the so. agent the, yeah, the bureau uh is gonna also probably make their move the second that happens. Uh, Beck, you can alert the other two if you would like. Uh, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, it's just that uh, uh, no magic has been used yet. I don't think. Um, well, that's the thing, huh? Is that the monster changed recently? It uses powers, so I think people are maybe complaining about. Uh, yeah, I guess I forgot to to, to talk about that. Uh, people are, are complaining that uh, they're not getting any cell service right now. So I can't alert? You could go get them. In theory. Invite invite Fritz back. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're looking a little uh, under the weather. Do you want to come back to my car? And, and maybe I could uh, give you Something make you feel better? A syrup or a slime? Before these other patrons come? <laughs> you can't manipulate someone without the dark negotiator. True. So they don't they aren't guaranteed to do what you say. But I think right now Fritz is looking for an out. And they don't know what else to do right now. So he starts to go. Nice. And we see that you start getting followed. Uh, when we get to the room and shut the door, I want to use magic to bar a place yes. or portal to a specific person or a type of creature. Romy act under pressure to get to the car before they get to you. Because as soon as you close through a hallway, you are in rollerblades, Look. so I'll tell you what. I will give you a plus one for your rollerblades. Uh... But yeah, because yeah. Uh, as soon as you guys cross the first door and a couple agents get behind you, they pick up the pace. Six. Six. Yeah. Uh, you are stopped. Uh, as right as you get to your car, but not to your room, two of the agents rush towards you behind you, uh, and they say, uh, uh, for, "Well, first I think they just say, uh, stop right there.' No, I assume you don't do it, no. and Fritz certainly doesn't, and they." Uh, I think they say uh, Louisiana State Troopers freeze uh, as uh, pretty loudly. So I think people can hear it in the the, the passenger cars as uh, Fritz's eyes go wide. And they mm. shoot me in the back. 
and they roll a new. They break a window. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. Okay. What is they break a window? Fritz turns their head around. They see two uh, armed agents who have normally in plain clothes, a little bit higher scale, uh, reveal that they have uh, pistols with silencers on them. Hector, uh, Agent Cole, parts the first car and starts to walk in and flashes what looks to be like an FBI badge. And Fritz whirls around, has the sort of black-eyed stare, and smashes a window next to them. And they start to crawl out of the train towards the top. Oh, uh, yeah. Flint and June. You two can definitely hear this because it's a broken window and it's the feds going freeze, you're under arrest. Uh, June, you want to magic your way up to the roof? I'm going to try to help whoever's being arrested. Sounds like a plan, Chief. Uh, see you on the other side, and uh, I'll teleport onto the roof. Roma, use magic. Music provided by Ronnie Palmieri of Bristol Podworks. This is one of our original songs for the show. One of our first ones. Very, very cool. I was just thinking it sounds real good. This is my first uh, time hearing it. That's a nine. A nine. Choose a glitch. And I'm going to say uh, the short duration one, I don't think works for the effect that we have. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say uh, we, we pick any but that one. Uh, I'll take a harm. Uh, what does that look like as you uh, blip in and out to the to the roof of the train? Uh, I just uh, I think it takes a, a lot of energy. OK, uh, then, yeah, it's, it's I think like we a, see some a, that. an emotional harm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can see uh, a little bit of, like, blood leak out of your ear, and, uh, that sort of, like, classic, uh, anime-y vein pulse on your forehead as you flip up to the very top. It's a location I can't see. It's a moving object, you know. It's tricky. It's hard stuff. Uh, as you get to the top of the train, uh, it's pretty flat up there, easy to stand on. Uh, there are guide rails in case they need to put storage up there. They never do. Uh, but when you get up there, uh, you see on the car, uh, uh, one car ahead of you, uh, the lower half of it still looks like Fritz, but the upper half looks fucking nasty. It looks like there is no skin on its back. Its arms are elongated. Its neck and head fit together pretty straight. Like, it's just like a sort of, uh, like Gumby-esque straight block that when they turn around, uh, there is almost no skin on them at all, except for at each of their orifices, they leak this sort of rainbow plasmatic substance that starts to cascade around their face, and they look like uh, Agent Cole across their face as they start to congeal a black jacket over their shoulders as they start to try and change shape to something more human-like. They don't know that you can see that. Uh, but they, like... Uh, uh, get back in the train and start to run towards the front of the train. Uh, I I do not listen to them. I follow. For sure, for sure. Uh, running across the train is is hard as hell. 
Uh, but at the same, t uh, give me an act under pressure, and we'll get back to it in just a second with with whatever Flint is up to. I bust open the door and I start shaking the agents. There's a Dracula on the train. There's a Dracula on the train. <laughs> uh, give me a manipulated person to not get shot immediately as you approach two agents who have their guns out right now and you like charge at them to shake them. S seven. Seven. You gotta do something right now to prove that you're just a crazy man and not aiding and abetting this problem. Uh, I start pulling like pamphlets on Dracula's torn out pages of this monster manual out of my bag. Look, it all fits together. I'm telling you guys, it, it, it's it's all like this. You see, Monster Squad was actually a documentary that they tried to resell as a family entertainment movie. The director, Fred Decker, was a hunter involved in Supernatural from a young age, and the Frankenstein monster in that movie has actually been in the spotlight for decades now. He acted as a stunt double for Boris Karloff, and he was Herman Munster, and I'm just pulling things out of my bag and tossing them everywhere, shaking these agents. Okay, that does it. Uh, uh... Real quick, what is is Beck fighting or trying to get out on the the top? Uh, uh Beck, well, I think I'm gonna try to go onto the top, but I want to use magic to do something beyond human limitations, which is to have um like preternatural balance. Ooh, very fun! So go that I'm it. not like thrown off of the train. For sure. I have one more thing for Flint, but yeah, go ahead, roll that, and then we'll, we'll get to it all together at once, and then I'm going to run over to Cassius real quick. Actually, yeah, we'll go back to June, and then Cassius. We'll do a bigger scene there, and I think I got, I think I know how this is unfolding. Okay. I got seven. Seven. Choose a glitch. Uh, the effect is weakened. The effect is of a short duration. You take one harm, ignore armor. The magic draws unwelcome, immediate unwelcome attention as a problematic side effect. Oh, I mean... Would unwelcome attention... Is that already kind of, like, part of this scenario? It, it will... Uh, if you choose it, I will pick something fun regardless. Uh, yeah, fuck me up, fam. Okay. You do so. You swing out onto the... Uh, like, the magic courses through your genes? Well, okay, tell me what the magic part looks like. That's good. <laughs> Straight up denim magic... I think that uh, uh, the, the magical component is um, their, like, knee guards. Uh, oh, I didn't know that they were wearing pads. Oh, yeah. Elbow pads, knee pads. Oh, God. Yeah, it looks real bad. Um, so as they're, like, uh, uh, climbing to the top, they say, it's time to get dangerous, and the pads disappear. <laughs> You, the pads disappear, I guess. You swing out, and you we see Beck like take a like a three sixty degree arc to the top of the train where the the blades are on the bottom. You know the rollerblades are on the bottom, swinging out as you land up top. Flint, as you were saying these crazy things and throwing out these pages, Agent Cole put steps pushes the two uh, that were holding their guns at you guys aside, looks at you and says, "You would have made a good agent, Mister O'Hare." You're under arrest. That's fine. The information on Fred Decker is, was a freebie. Uh, next bit you need from me is gonna cost you. And I just hand him my wrists. Uh, Flint! Flint! 
Oh, yes. Uh, very, very good. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, Beck, as you slide on top, you say, it's time to get dangerous? Yeah. You hear, you don't say, what is Wyetta Grimm's signature weapon as she stands up top and releases it to fight you on top of the train? Yeah, of course she was an agent. Uh, it's a melee it? weapon. But yeah. Signature weapon is... What is the inverse um, of the nunchuck? I think that uh, she had um, been holding a cane uh, and uh, it, it is actually, it like extends out and now there's a blade and she has a spear. Hell yes. Ah, oh, yes. So she, she has she has reach, but Beck needs to get in close because they have nunchucks. For sure. Uh, we see the camera pan to the two of you in a sort of, are you ready? <laughs> As uh, Beck, you have, your pads are gone, but you're on rollerblades and you have nunchucks. We see uh, Wayetta with her uh, like gray pea coat, this like long coat flapping in the wind. Her, uh, her afro like also kind of frizzing around her face as she releases the spear from her cane and does a, like, a cool martial arts twist and gets ready to engage. Uh, June, we see the two of you running over top, jumping from car to car. The doppelganger will jump down into the doors, switch faces, and run through a car. When we act under pressure to keep up with uh, them, I think in this kind of state, they're fluidly any gender at the moment. Or if you have another plan to to keep track on them, that also is fine. Oh, that's that's a failure. That's a six. Uh, I'm going to use a luck point. Hell yeah! Okay, uh, and which I don't want to do, but I'm going to. I I, I want to. You're our Travis in this scenario. Thing. Yeah, you you burn luck like nobody's business. It's great. <laughs> Uh, the crooked luck component is... Oh, someone from my past returns. It doesn't have to be right now, but someone... Yeah, that's how the Baron came back. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> this is why I don't use luck. It's very bad for me. You are, uh, running along, and... I think there's a moment where you, uh, get into one of the busy cars as the doppelganger is doing that classic doppelganger chase trope where they duck down to a corner, they switch their face, they have a new nose, they have new hair, they say hi to someone, they sleight of hand a hat off of them, switch it over and suddenly have a new disguise. They slip to the next person, switch to the next person. Did, did they get into the train then? So imagine that they run across the top of the train, dive down, enter okay. a door, go up, and then get back up top later. Gotcha. And keep doing that in a sort of a sequence to try and lose you. Anna or Matt, what is the incredibly lucky gift that James gave that allows them to keep their like never whenever the doppelganger changes face to June it always looks the same so like is the implication that it's like a magical gift from James because I don't know how a mundane yeah, thing yeah. allows you to see like, the monster for sure for sure but the thing is that I think June doesn't either doesn't remember that they have it or didn't know they had it like maybe James had prior to leaving that day had like slipped a, slipped something into June's drink that allowed them to pick up on it later James, or had James gave June a uh, a piercing that's June just thought it was a nice thing that James was doing or some kind of a test 
Oh, I really like that. Uh, if, if June, if you're okay with that, I think you have one of those like snake bites on the eyebrow scenario. Uh, that as the doppelganger starts to get away from you, they start to vibrate at a really high frequency. Uh, and it suddenly clicks like, ah, shit, he had a reason for this. He knew we were going to interact with this thing. Uh, as it starts to vibrate, bleed, uh, blood starts to trickle down over your eye. You get this red film over your right eye that uh, tends to stick around a little bit and gets really sticky. But as long as it's there, through that film, you can see which one is the doppelganger. And it busts through the next door uh, to the first passenger car. Uh, or at the very least, it is about to. Uh, as we see on the flip side of it, right right next to it, one door away, Cassius and Keiko uh, trying to fake a monster appearance on the first passenger car with a couple agents who just happened to be in one of the passenger rooms nearby that they got into the, the car and then veered off to the left into one of the rooms that was empty. But you know that they are bureau agents. Cassius, what are you doing right now? Do uh, I'm at this point, I'm fairly convinced that shit was pretty close to hitting the fan, right? Like oh, having yeah. left that yeah, it was cart, pretty it obvious. Was like, okay, so I think I'm going to like point out a spot to Keiko and be like, "It was there, I swear." Uh, but yeah, Keiko, would you just mind taking a few steps up a little bit? I've got some business to attend to. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you successfully talked to her earlier. I, I think she just. Where do you want her to go? I just want her to go out of earshot of uh, where the agents are. Okay. Uh, I think she just goes uh, to, like, the next car. I don't think she wants to, like, go to a bathroom or something. She just wants to be able to get to a place like the the staff lounge. Cool. In the next car. Uh, I think Cassius is going to make a Hail Mary play to try to flip these agents. So he's going to uh, go into the car that he knows the agents are in, and he's going to sit down Ideally, sort of across from them and go, uh, gentlemen, seems we have a discussion to be had. Okay, I was not planning for this. Um, okay. Uh, uh, he's going to close the train compartment door as he enters. Uh, they uh, have their, they have like those like tracksuit jackets or like the windbreakers that their hands are in. And you can reasonably guess that they probably have like a concealed pistol in mm-hmm. one of them in case this goes wrong. Seems. Uh, I think, uh, uh, Andy, what does this potential flipped agent look like? Uh, they look uh, shockingly like Woody Harrelson. What? <laughs> Woody Harrelson, the the, the agent. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sits down next to you. Their uh, additional agent, who is also there, uh, is to remain nameless and faceless. Uh, gives them a sort of like questioning look of like, "What are you waiting for? What do you do?" Uh, I say, look. I don't think it's any of your faults. It's clearly higher up the chain of command, but seems as though we didn't get a proper chance to introduce ourselves. My name is Agent John Raramy, Special Agent, Recon Division of the Night Creature Black Ops Unit of the CIA. Seems as though we're having a bit of a crossover here. 
And I need you to defer to our judgment. Give me a... Could I argue for Jessica Jones entry? Let's do it. That's a good one. I don't think Cassius knows who who he is anymore. <laughs> Cassius is gonna have fugue states. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, thank God I rolled well. That is a twelve. Beautiful. Uh, all right. Uh, on a ten plus, pick three. You don't leave any trace of what you searched. You find what you wanted. You find something else that's important. You don't piss anyone off. You aren't recognized. Uh, for sure, don't piss anyone off, I think. Okay. Is the most important, because I think the idea is to try to diffuse the tension. For sure. Um, I think it's going to be don't piss anyone off, aren't recognized, and don't leave any trace of what we searched. Because uh, I'm going to try to convince them to... Uh, like the general idea I want to get with them is like I need you to not report anything you've seen to your higher up essentially I want to try to like subvert their chain of command and it implicate myself above their supervisor to try to be like anything you hear comes to or you know what I mean basically just be like nothing you've seen from any of our party is you know suspect you need to report none of it like that's the idea I'm going for. I'm imagining not all of it's going to work, but that's what I'm hoping that combination will accomplish. Okay, you aren't recognized, you don't piss anyone off, and what was the last you one? You don't leave any trace of what you searched for. Okay. They look nervous. Like they weren't expecting an interaction like this at all. When you announce yourself as CIA, they look kind of like they're in danger. And they exchange looks. And you hear the door opening in the cart behind you as June. uh, Your private room is closed. But in the trailway behind you, June and the doppelganger have entered that car. I don't know as if you necessarily know it's them, but Mm -hmm. the tension in the whole car is high. Uh, and June, uh, <clears throat> I think you can hear Cassius's voice as the two of you enter, as the doppelganger is like pretty evidently aware that you are following them and know who they are. Uh, which scene are we? Either one of you may act as the scene develops. Uh, uh, I desperately want to talk to this thing, uh, so I am going to. Uh, at the first opportunity I can call out to it and say, hey, we can talk. It looks uh, really, really scared right now. Uh, Do you have any moves or gear or anything that might be able to implicate like you might be a safe person or a person who is not a threat to monsters necessarily? Uh, I have uh, an eye covered in uh, like a blood film and uh, I did teleport onto the roof uh, so I do think that it can probably assume I'm a wizard okay I will in this circumstance allow you to make a manipulated person for the two of you to hide together depending on what lore this doppelganger goes with if they have the memory of the bartender they remember that sweet sweet kiss Surely. Uh, that's going to be a 10. 
a 10, they give like a, a visible sigh and they motion to keep going to the staff lounge. All right, I will follow it. Uh, I am trying to make it look like my hands are empty, but I like am very ready to draw my gun if I have to. For sure, a little quick draw artist. Uh, the two of you uh, abscond to the, the staff lounge uh, uh, where um, the bathroom door is slightly ajar and the real Fritz is tied up uh, with like the, the gag and everything as uh, the doppelganger points that out. You'd be like, uh, I was going to let him go. I just wanted to, to, to you know, avoid the... Uh, 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 the, you know, those guys. It was an emergency. Yeah, I, I, I got you, man. Uh, friend, uh, look, have you, have you killed anyone? Uh, give me an investigating mystery. As I, I think you could exchange, start a dialogue with this creature. Fuck me. Yes. That is going to be a 12 plus, uh, two. Hell so yeah. a 14. What happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What is being concealed here? Hold two. Uh, what is being concealed here, and what was it going to do? I'm trying to get a read uh, on this thing's morality. For sure. Uh, they have their, you know, they put their hands down, and they'd be like, look, yes, but with a caveat. It's people like them that try to kind of ruin my whole thing, and try to, you know, take me some, take me to, you know, like a secondary location, which is not, you know, without ever describing it, not going to be very good. So, I'm trying to make sure that I'm not taken anywhere, and if I have to, if it's their their life or mine, I'm going home, you know? I'm going to go somewhere. Look. But just like two, okay? Just like, just guys like them. When you say guys like them, I need you to be very specific about the them part, alright? Like people who kill monsters. So like government. That should also just ring really, really bad. Uh, in that, not that necessarily like they were an evil person killing people, but that they single-handedly could kill the hunter. Sure. Uh, like government people. I th- I, th- I think so. I I I don't like really check their credentials after the fact. You know, I kind of want to not leave a trace on them. Look, I. And maybe projecting emotionally onto you a little bit, but I need to believe that you are not too far gone to like be a person. Because if there's hope for you, then maybe there's hope for me. Because I'm also mixed up in some shit. So I, you are, I want to get you the fuck out of here, and I'm going to need you to cooperate so that I can get you the fuck out of here without killing anybody. You know what? Let, let me be straight. Okay. Hi, I'm Nil. Nice to meet you. Nice to Hi. meet you. They reach out to shake your hand. They have like a really strong grip, but they aren't trying to hurt you. Uh, but oh, you can I tell like physically. It. Oh, they, yeah. Yeah, understandable. That makes sense. Yeah, I give them like a nod I, I and a wink, and I'm like, look, I, I'm sorry. I'm not going to take your hand. Am I, I appreciate the, the gesture. Am I the best guy around? No. I. I admittedly have a lot of fun convincing dumb rich people to waste all their money in casinos, and if they don't do it, I steal it and make them do it on the record. And I sometimes convince people who have problems 
with alcohol to get worse at it. And sometimes I teach kids to throw rocks at cars. It, you know, it's, you know, it's fun stuff. People, people, people have feeling darker impulses that they want to get into, and I try to kind of push them for it because that thing can be healing and fun and interesting and not stupid. So, in the, the, the scope of what humans think is a good guy, no. But am I evil? No. No, 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 no. Do I deserve to die for it? No. Not at all. Look, if you are willing to trust me, I will get you the fuck out of here. But you're going to have to do what I tell you to do and jump when I tell you to jump. Romy, a very critical, manipulative person. Because if this goes really, really bad, they may decide to just kill you and get out of here on their own. Not great. Uh, that is going to be a seven. Wait. Seven. No, I lied. I lied. I did math bad. That's an eight. Not much better, but... Yeah, but still a little bit better. You got to do something right now to prove you mean it. Uh... Kiss. Fritz... What's Fritz's situation? Is Fritz, like, eyes awake? Is Fritz... I know they're tied up. Yeah, they are definitely awake. Uh, okay. The bathroom door is close to late. I don't think they can see necessarily what's going on, but there's a po- there is a chance they know that Nil is a monster. Sure. Because they've been tied up by them. They could probably feel them. Um, I want to knock Fritz out. <laughs> yeah! This is Nil's... Uh, Fritz is tied up. I think yeah. that doesn't require any effort at all. How do you do it? Uh, I think I uh, take out my... Uh, gun, and I give him a mollywop. There's an immediate defensive stance on the part of the doppel- doppelganger, but it's released when you wop. Yeah, it's this cool um, moment. Like, am I going to shoot the doppelganger? But like, no, I knock Fritz out, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, are, are we are we square? Yeah, we square. All right. <laughs>